Welcome to To The House. It's a little different. You're probably wondering why we're starting the last week of the regular season. And that's a very, very fair question. And I don't have an answer, but here we are. Be happy. If you care about us at all, you know a lot of things have happened in our personal lives, and that would give you an answer. But the main thing is we're back. We're back. And we're going to be here every week throughout the playoffs. So we're back. And you don't have to worry about us going anywhere. Obviously, not a pick'em show anymore. Uh, I'm recording this after work. Ethan's on break because Ethan's still a child at college. Uh, so this is probably going to be the lowest quality production that you'll get from the relaunch of To The House. But this episode is still worth sticking around for. Do not turn off just because of what I just said. But uh, we're happy to be back. Ethan, how are you, my friend? Uh, I am very good. Um, very puzzled with the week that was football. Um, also very, a lot of bittersweet moments as well. Uh, just a whole bunch of emotions um, throughout this these past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And but I'm but I'm glad to be here. We're both living. We're both alive. So I'm That's happy always to be positive. back. Yeah, COVID, exactly. Though. Don't want to be positive. No, for that. no, no. Um, anyway, Ethan, we're gonna start with what almost I feel comfortable saying has been the biggest NFL story of the week, and it's weird for it to be around this team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Obviously, I think only Steeler fans thought this year was going to be some big last hurrah for Ben and they were going to be perennial Super Bowl contenders. Uh, But the fact of the matter is anyone, I don't want to come off as sounding arrogant, but there were a lot of holes that needed to be filled on the offensive line and a couple of guys defensively, obviously, players like Bud Dupree leaving uh, a lot of chaos. He's found himself in today. We're not going to get into that, but I'm sure you've heard of the alleged assault at a Walgreens. Uh, but on an we'll, employee. Yeah. On an employee. We're, we're not legal experts, so we're not going to dive into that really at all going forward. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Steelers obviously have had a very mediocre season and it's been kind of thought of as Ben's last hurrah, even though there was no set, point where he said this will be it it's kind of just been one of those things that's implied it's been known he still hasn't flat out said it but it was very much implied going into this last game against Cleveland that it would be his last home game uh Ethan you were there and I got teary-eyed I'll admit it I got teary-eyed watching it on my laptop when I got home from work watched it at work in my cubicle drove home didn't speed but drove home at a steady pace made sure saw Minka grabbed the onside kick and got to enjoy the last few minutes, but you were actually there. What was the energy like? What was the atmosphere like? Tell me, tell me about your experience yesterday. Um, probably the best um, highest field has been pre be, like before COVID. Um, I mean, it was filled obviously because it was his last game. Um, I think 63,000 was there, but like the whole stadium was filled. Um haven't seen anything like it. Um, and I just like, you know, um, the chants, everyone's chanting like, thank you, Ben, this, that, or let's go, Ben, this, that, and the other. So just all of that, and just, you know, the crowd was into it the whole game. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Steelers have slim hopes for the playoffs, but it wasn't about that tonight. Yes, it was about that, but it was about, you know, celebrating Ben, celebrating those 18 years, but, you know, over that whole course of the game, there was not a moment where, you know, anyone was out of that game or zoned out or tuned out of the game. They were all in it 
from kickoff till the end of the game, you know, you kind of get whenever the Steelers are up or, you know, they're down or regardless of the score, you get people starting to trickle out of the stadium like 10 minutes before the game's over. And it's still like a very competitive game. Didn't see that tonight or last night or on Monday night. Um, Cause there were people like there till the, till the final, till the clock hit triple zeros. And, you know, just, you know, it, it was so the crowd was so energetic. Uh, obviously when Renegade came on, that was, that was very thrilling to, you know, be in that moment, be in that, you know, be, be, be at Heinz field at that moment, you know, you know, defense played phenomenal. So, you know, all the bits and pieces came together to make one hell of a night. And I thought what was really spectacular from the Pittsburgh standpoint, not many people were complaining online about the performance of the team. Uh, the worst that I saw was really people saying, if this wasn't Ben's last game, at Heinz, this would be one of the worst football games I've ever watched, which was a very fair assessment, especially at the end of the first half. Second half got a little more exciting. Uh, but yeah, definitely not a great game. Uh, once you, if you did eliminate the uh, factor that it was probably Ben's last home game. Uh, but going forward, based off of what you just said, when that interception got thrown by Baker there and he was going to go back out. Which one? The last one oh, after okay. Najee had scored, okay. and it was kind of like, okay, he Ben just played yes. his last snap. Everyone went nuts. Yep, they get yep, the yep. interception. Yeah. From the TV perspective, sounded like it was even louder than when Najee had scored, and they were trying to give Ben that improv standing ovation. Uh, yeah. What was that when the crowd reached its peak when they realized he was going back out there? Did that happen even after the clock hit zeros or another point? I mean. Me personally, it was like, I think it was first down. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he threw an incompletion or whatever, whatever happened there. Second down, da, da, da. And I'm like, third down. I was like, oh, my God. And then four, I think it was fourth. They went all four downs. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to have a chance to come back onto the field. I hope Baker doesn't get this first down here. Um, so that's when I, you know, was like, once that pick was thrown, I was like, yes, let's go. You know, this is victory formation Ben gets to come out of here one last time. And I think, you know, right after Baker threw that pick and then the crowd kind of simmered down from the interception and then it just picked right back up when, you know, they showed Ben coming back out onto the field. And it almost looked like on TV, he thought he was done. I think he had his coat on. I don't know if he put his beanie on, but they had those big overcoats. I think he yeah. had on at that point. So I mean, I he was, like tears were already flowing down his like after that Najee touchdown, like tears were already flowing out, flowing down his face. So like he, I know I he probably thought he was done. I think he said it in the postgame presser that he th he didn't think he would get another chance to go back out there. Um, but so I think he thought he was done. You know that's when all the emotions started to hit him, and then obviously Baker sucks, so he threw another interception to help Ben out there. Ben came out. And, you know, I was able to take that uh, final kneel. Absolutely. Just uh, electric moment. Even watching on TV, you know, you felt they did a pretty good job in the broadcast wise of making you feel what the energy was like. Steve Levy and them actually stopped talking at points. Uh, the thing that really pissed me off, they showed him run through the tunnel of players, high five and everybody. Insane. Oh, He's about oh, to I, get I, to I, midfield. Yeah. Be by himself. From what I understood, no one was at midfield. Like he was going to emerge from the tunnel and be alone and there was, they were going to pop. Like, they were already going nuts, but it was really in a climax when they got 
to midfield. And a giant tire with progressive written on it comes onto my screen when he has like 10 people left to high five. And I was like, are yeah, you? Yeah, I, I heard him. I saw that. I saw that today. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like they, they were going to commercial. That was, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But they did stick with Ben running around high-fiving people. The only thing that really irritated me was the photographers didn't really let him have a moment. They were swarmed around him the whole time, which, like, I understand you need the shot. You're there to get the shot and get a nice picture of him crying and whatnot to throw on your front cover of the newspaper or whatever. Right. But I kind of wish they backed off for at least a few moments. But then him high-fiving everybody, it was was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's the, uh, you know – the only shots that the photographer got were pictures of Ben with other photographers in the shot, uh-huh. which I thought was hilarious. Um, except the really know, zoomed in ones. Yeah, except That's except the ridiculous. ones that you know can get the uh, you know the 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 hair follicles on his you know chin his and everything. But yeah, I mean it was it, I mean, it was just like what a moment at the end. I mean, I don't know why he took a half lap around the stadium. Like he didn't go all the way around. He just walked around the one end, went down the one end zone, walked around, but it was nice. It was nice. I, uh, in his presser, he's, I don't know if it was the Lisa Salters interview or the press conference afterwards. We'll move on in a minute here. Uh, but he kind of said that win summarized a lot of his tenure at Pittsburgh. It wasn't pretty, but they found a way to win and they grinded it out. And I think that's just such a great way. The fact that he was self-aware about that, I guess, was really cool to hear him say, you know, I wasn't the flashiest guy, but we found ways to win. And I think that's how I'll be remembered. Cause I think that's very true. He him, Brady, and Manning were really never flashy compared to Kyler Murray's Mahomes players of the right. day. They were good, had good arms, made great throws, and that was just got the job done. God. They got the job done. And that's not to make it sound like, oh, they're not comparable to this new wave of guys. It's a different play style. Right. They we're very much more uh stand in the pocket, throw the ball, impress people with what you can do with the ball. Whereas Mahomes and them can make those kinds of throws sometimes. Uh, and But they can also run, be mobile, adjust out of the pocket. But I thought Ben really – I think he really hit the nail on the head in terms of how he played because he made, obviously, incredible throws to San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl and other countless others, obviously. But – especially in these later years, he's really grinded out wins, given this team a chance when he can. And uh, it was, it was cool to hear him say that to me. And, and, you know, when you look back on the legacy of Ben Roethlisberger, I think too many people are stuck on how he played in these past two or not three. Yeah. Two to three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're stuck on that part of it and they're like, oh, Ben's not that good. This, that, and the other. Because it's fresh. Like I get it. It's fresh in their minds. It's, that's what they can look back on. But, you know, there's still like, you know, air, like at least two eras or two waves of like players, guys that came through before this last stage of his career. Like he had Antonio Brown for, I don't know, what was it, eight years. And he was yeah, making all of those crazy throws to him. And then, like you said, San Antonio Holmes, all of those guys, Heath Miller, all of them, you know, got to play with them. And, you know, to see how he was young, like as a young, as a young buck in the league, you know, being able to throw guys off, like I think it was Terrell Suggs was one, was one of them, was able to just throw him off of the off of the shoulder and 
with the pump fakes. I uh, was able to fake out cameramen right and left. Pump fake and last night was beautiful. Yeah, I faked me out. Faked me out. Um, but, you know, I think people are too um, set on his performance, excuse me, over the past two to three years. And, you know, not really looking back at his career as a whole. And I think, you know, once he officially retires, I think people are going to, you know, appreciate how great of a quarterback Ben Roethlisberger actually was because, you know, people were calling for him to be benched mm -hmm. in the middle of the season. But, you know, once people are able to, you know, sit back, take a deep breath, and, you know, assess and look at his career as a whole, you're going to see these people appreciate him a hell of a lot more. And I think that was the cool thing on social media. Granted, there were some people that are like 12 and just were like, oh, he's he sucks. Why are we honoring him? But there's a lot of respect shown from a lot of different fan bases, a lot, especially the divisional teams. I saw a lot of Ravens and Bengals fans saying, you know, it was really fun to play him, win, lose, or draw. You know, Ben always brought his best, and there were a lot of great games. And I, th I thought that was cool to see that mutual respect, especially when people are so comfortable uh, trashing others. Also, if anyone's like, well, Brady's still doing it or whatever, uh, Ben almost died in a motorcycle crash and uh, has broken probably every bone in his body. So I, yeah. I don't want to entertain that. Uh, yeah. Respect to Brady and Rodgers and the other old guys that are still doing it. But ben, Ben's been roughed up. If he, When he gets yeah. into the Hall of Fame, he's going to be the biggest quarterback to ever get in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Uh, he took his lumps. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else that took their lumps, Washington football team. Bad railings. <laughs> they don't have a name. But they're going to get one on February 2nd. I've been told, not me, I read it. Okay, I don't know why I worded that like someone told me. Red Wolves and Wolves are out because of copyright or trademarking issue. Yep, yep. So now it's time for some fun. Ethan, what's their name going to be? Okay, don't come at me. But I saw a TikTok today. Oh, this is going to be great. And somebody on my hat head. Anyone somebody, watching? uh I think it was like a link on Twitter. And uh hold on, let me get this full story. But somebody leaked the name of the team, like there was a link to the team's website, and it had the team name. Hold on, yeah, had the team name, but Admiral Ad, Admirable Ad, Admirals, they, they weren't on the list, right? I think they're still, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think I saw it. One of the higher ones, I think, admirals. Okay, but so I guess it was some link, um, like the like somebody typed that in, like WashingtonAdmirals.com, <clears throat> and it redirects you to the team's official website. Oh. Whereas it, as, as I don't know if they fixed it yet, but I mean they probably did, but you know that might be. The team name so that's what i'm going with okay you know because you know it's the washington football team number one they've had sewage leaks coming down in their stadium they had railings fucking toppling over um so anything is possible <laughs> at this point yeah uh yeah i I've, yeah. I've seen some of the names that are high up on like the list i like armada i love admirals mm -hmm. Whatever else there is, I, I personally, I, I really don't care. I saw Red Hogs. Yeah, I don't remember the that connection, but that's stupid. Don't name your team the Red Hogs. I'm sorry. 
I'm I'm kind of hoping for more of like a war or revolutionary war, nation's capital like mm-hmm. twist on it. Anything along those lines would be cool. I like admirals though. Out of all of them, admirals is cool. Yeah, wouldn't mind Armada. So either one of those no, two. I know no. it's not too exciting. We didn't see anything vastly different, but I, those are probably my top two. Jerseys look the same too, from what they're showing. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, they're keeping color schemes. Yeah, the color so. schemes the same. Just a little like minute details that are different, but mm-hmm. nothing like crazy over the top. Well, over the top summarizes Antonio Brown's exit on Sunday. And, you know, as easy it is as it is to make jokes and as easy as it is to take pot shots at the guy. And again, I don't want to say anything politically incorrect or whatever, but I think, or act like I'm a doctor and diagnose him with something. But I genuinely think it's time someone tries to step in and help him personally and yes it was hysterical watching him take off his clothes and peace out the the jets fans uh but i i'm concerned you know off the field all these accusations throwing furniture sexual assault allegations and just a myriad of other stuff with the mothers of his children uh you know and now the on-field antics haven't have now been up to him stripping and piecing everybody out and running off the field he's needed help for a long time and i think this is just the tipping point because we're still not really sure i know there's the ankle thing i don't know if he said that or if that's allegedly what happened but him him not thinking his ankle was good enough or whatever uh Uh, but i i don't know i think it's just a horrible situation and yeah the jokes are easy to make maybe i made a few too but when you really sit down and think about it this is a scary situation because it, and, and again, I don't want this to come off as like judgmental or rude, but we're literally watching this man lose his mind for the last few years. And I think it's very concerning that, yeah, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady tried to help him, but people keep laughing at it. And I think we need to call it what it is. And that is a very scary situation. And somebody that clearly I think needs the right guidance or something in his life. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, it's so difficult now on, you know, where I mean, I think he needs like actual professional help. Um, Cause like it's reached a whole new level. I mean, yes, we've, we, I mean, we've seen him do some questionable things while he was here in Pittsburgh. Obviously it started to worsen as he got to um, uh, Oakland when they were still in Oakland and then, you know, all of the allegations and stuff started to come out during that time. And, you know, over the past year, he he seemed to be held under wraps for the most part. Uh, But, you know, over the past, you know, couple of weeks, it's just been downhill from there uh, with the, with the fake vaccine card and all of that stuff. Um, he just needs to, to 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 find the right path. I don't know, you know. I, I I definitely think he needs like you know some professional help and someone to guide him there. And you know, um, for what it's worth, I mean, uh, he, he's had concussion. He has had a con- history of concussions in the league. So I mean, at this point and after this, I think I mean, I, I think he should be done playing football. Um, and I, you know, I'm not one to say, I'm, I'm not, like you said, I'm not a doctor, 
But, you know, I think it's time, you know, where he takes a step back from everything, takes a step back from the world and gets some help to, you know, hopefully, you know, fix some of the problems that he's dealing with now. Yeah, exactly. And there's no good way to segue into our next segment out of this. But it's time for Trick Play, where me and Ethan each have come up, I hope he read this right, with a thought, a statement, whatever, and the other has 30 seconds to get the other guy to see it his way. Ooh. Do you have something prepared, first of all? Um, the answer's no, I can tell, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not one bit. So you can go first, and I'll try to think of something on the fly. Wow. Oh, well, I mean, I'm going to ask you the question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The, see, I told you, this is going to be a work yeah. the kinks out episode. Come back yep, next. Yep, yep, I yep, 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 yep. Um, Ethan, yes. I say the Titans feel like a real number one seed. Agree or disagree and why? I agree. Um, Derrick Henry's coming back to practice this week. So... You know, they're going to have him back. And, you know, even without Derrick Henry, they were able to run all over teams and find a lot of success. Um, but you still have to deal with Kansas City, who I know just lost to the Bengals, who are, is another really good team. The AFC North is, I, I feel like right now, is up to grabs for anyone. But, you know, once, you know, the Titans get Henry back, they have that, they have a strong runner in him. I don't know how, you know, how, how health is he going to be 100%. We don't know, but, you know, getting him back is a huge piece to the Titans right there. Also, Julio Jones is also going to be back. He's off the virus list. So they're loading up for the postseason. I, I think they're ready to, you know, storm over some people. Well, that was about two minutes, but I wasn't timing you, so that's okay. Oh, uh, really Work out the argument. I'm not going to worry about the clock too much. Uh, anyway, I said yes to, look, they beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. That's two teams that were considered Super Bowl contenders going into the season. And as you mentioned, Derrick Henry's close to coming back. It sounds like Julio has been dealing with a ton of problems this year health-wise, and he'll be back. So he's healthy for the playoffs. I mean, that's a loaded offense, and I, I like to think – you know, that's that's a pretty scary team when they're fully healthy. And also, this is the team beat Kansas City, what, 27 to 3? And that was the win that everyone was like, okay, what mm -hmm. what's going on with Kansas yeah. City? That was the game that did it. Yeah. Uh, they beat them that bad to where people were like, what the hell's going on? So you give Tennessee their credit. I know they've had a few ugly losses. I think they lost to the Jets, lost to the Steelers. Granted, I think they had some pretty bad COVID issues when they played the Steelers. That was probably one of the first Steelers games I don't think I watched a minute of uh, due to being busy or the holiday season. I can't remember when that game was. It's a blur. But, uh, you know, they have a couple ugly losses, but I, I like to point to their wins and the fact that they beat these teams that were considered to be the upper echelon and their fellow playoff teams as of right now. All right, Nick. So my trick play is, will the Bengals finally win that elusive playoff game? Not sure. <laughs> this is really what it comes down to. They play the yes Col or no, Nick. Yes they or no. Yes or no. No. Sorry. Thank you. No. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. They play the Colts, right? Right. They play the Colts. Jonathan Taylor's a beast. That's not to say Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon aren't beasts either. I just think that inexperience, that pressure, 
think it gets to them. Colts have been a really gritty team, really been kind of quietly a dangerous team in times. I think the Colts, assuming it stays this way, assuming it stays this way, I, I think the Colts can do it if, if it stays that way. Imagine if the Colts lose to the Jags and then the Steelers win against the Ravens. I, the Steelers I, are in I, the playoffs. I'm not entertaining that. <laughs> I'm not, don't ever do that again either. But we're going to do this again on To the House next week. Well, we'll have a lot more prepared. But you know what? It's good to be back. And we had to say goodbye to our pal Ben. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves.